to another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org. A little, quite a, a few years ago now, Craig and I were having a romantic walk along the beach. It was before children, so we had a lot of freedom and, you know, lots of gazing into each other's eyes. And it was just one of those great, great walks together. And I have bad eyesight. I cannot see things in the distance very clearly at all, which Craig is very aware of. And one of the things that I have always wanted to see are whales. Like there's just something about whales that I love. And so as we looked out into the distance that morning, we could see these black things moving in the ocean. And so I thought to myself, like I see, I pray for whales. I'm like, God, show me whales. So that morning I was like, oh my gosh, God has answered my prayers. There's a pod of whales. So I turned to Craig, I'm like, babe, look over there. It's a pod of whales. And he's like, yeah, it is, babe. So I start running down the street, uh, down the beach, running, sprinting to see the whales that God's given me, to see these whales closer. And as I'm sprinting closer and closer, as I get closer to these whales, I realise that it was a pack of kayakers doing their routine, their daily routine exercise. And I look back to my husband on the beach and he is bent over, killing himself with laughter, realising the entire time that it was kayakers and not whales. I was devastated. And you know, it was one of those moments that was probably about 12 years ago, but I still have not forgotten. I still hold on. And there's just something about women, like we may forgive, but we don't forget. We don't forget those moments. And you know, it's still like when we're arguing, I can still bring it back up at different times. We may be arguing about holiday that we're gonna go and I'm like, but remember the whales, remember what you did. You know, it just comes up at different times, which is not spiritual or biblical, by the way. We are meant to forgive and forget things. But you know, I realized that I was vulnerable in that moment because of my eyesight because my eyesight wasn't healthy. And I love the scripture in Luke 11, 33 to 36, that talks about the lamp of our body and how we can be vulnerable if our eyes are not seeing how God wants us to see. It goes like this, no one lights a lamp and puts it in a place where it will be hidden or under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand so that all who come in may see the light. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eyes are healthy, your whole body also is full of light. But when they are unhealthy, your body also is full of darkness. See to it then that the light within you is not darkness. Therefore, if your whole body is full of light and no part of it dark, then it will be just as full of light as when a light shines its light on you." What a powerful bit of scripture. You know, we all wanna be filled with light, don't we? We all wanna be filled with life, with love, with freedom, with peace, knowing the goodness of our God. But that scripture very clearly says there that we are the ones that are in control of the light that's in us. Because of what we allow our eyes to see, the health of our eyes, what we allow ourselves to receive, what we see, the input that we allow ourselves to receive. 
And it's this incredibly challenging thought. How is our eyesight going? What is the health of our eyes like? See, our eyes affect the health of our soul. How we see things determines what gets into us. And we've been doing the Daniel fast uh, this past week, you know, eating healthy. And it's amazing again, as you eat healthy, you're reminded that what you take in affects your internal world. It affects your body. And in the same way, what we take in spiritually, what we take in emotionally, what we take in through our mind, it affects our soul. And our soul realm affects every part of who we are. We've got to be careful and watch what we are feeding ourselves. And you know, to be honest, I have been in real prayer this week about this message to bring today. Because the Word of God is so rich. I mean, there's so many messages, so many different thoughts that I had going around in my head. And right up till Thursday, I was actually preparing a, a completely different message. But I just, I was praying all day Thursday and it just wasn't quite sitting right. And I'm like, God, what is the message that you've got for your people? Because I never take this lightly. I got hours of prayer goes into this, hours of prep, because I want to bring God's Word to you. It's an amazing privilege to lead you. And I say to God, God, this Word that you've got for your amazing people, what is it? And I really feel like God is wanting to challenge us today about the health of our soul and to do a health check through the input that we are receiving, what we're allowing ourselves to take on. Because, you know, more than ever before, we are watching things. This pandemic has increased screen time, some experts say up to 500%. More than ever, we are taking stuff in, information in. Our eyes, just at the flick of the button, we're receiving news. We're receiving things left, right, and center. There's so much that we are taking in. And we've got to be careful that what we're taking in is honoring of God. What we're taking in lines up with this, lines up with God's intention for us. Because, you know, it's amazing the link between screen time and depression, anxiety, suicide. It's incredibly high because we're just allowing stuff from the world to be fed to us. We're allowing fear the ways of the world, you know, you should do this, this is okay. We're allowing all that stuff to feed us rather than God's truth and what He has for us, His best intentions for us. We're not allowing this to feed us as much as we should. And you know what? It leads to such brokenness in our lives if we do that. You know, I don't know about you, but you know, the story that was in our papers a few weeks ago, I'm going to probably get emotional here about the mother in Tullamarine who killed herself and her three kids. That hit me hard. Sheesh, that broke me. Like that somebody just down the road was going through something like this. They were in such a dark place that they could not see any way out of it but to make that action. And my heart just breaks for that mum and those kids and that dad and the community, everybody that was involved in that situation. Your heart breaks. But I'm like, what was she being fed that got her to that level of darkness? 
what was being inputted into her, what was going on in her thinking that got her to that place. And guys, we've got to be the light of the world. We are called to be the ones that shine, to be that point of difference. And we're not going to be the point of difference if we're just in the world and we're of the world. If we are just receiving everything that the world wants to give us and we think somehow we're going to just release it in a different way. We are different, the Bible says. We are the light because we receive this. We allow this to change us. We allow this to get on the inside of us. We allow His life to be what radiates through us. This is what we need. Not the world's wisdom, but the wisdom of our God. So what I want to do today is I want us to do an eye health check, uh, an eye health check, an eye health check, test how our eyes are going. And the first thing, the first question I want us to ask ourselves is how disciplined are we being with our vision? How disciplined are we being with our vision? You know, in today's world, there are so many things that can take our vision, our career, our family goals, holiday goals that we want, our own aspirations, things that maybe just have always been there that are linked to our identity. There are so many things that we can chase. But above all else, our vision has got to be about seeking God and His kingdom. A foundational verse for me has always been, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things will come to you. That is a verse, honestly, that I have built my life on and God has been so faithful through it. But see, one thing I've discovered is that seeking God and seeking God first are two very different things. And I really, I'm just going to tell it like it is this morning because I feel like we need to go there. Because how many of us are seeking God in a way that is like, hey God, I'd love you to get on with my plans. Like here are my plans and here's my purpose and this is what I wanna do. And I really want you, God, to get on side with this because this is what's in our heart. We don't even realise that we're intentionally doing it. But I mean, say New Year's resolutions and the things that we have in our heart for this year. How many of us actually came to God going, hey God, what are your priorities for me this year? What does seeking you first look like for me this year? Or how many of us wrote down our goals and the things we wanted to achieve and then we went to God going, God, would you bless this? God, would you put your hand on this? Guys, we've got it all wrong. We've got the priorities wrong. We haven't got it straight. It's seeking God first. And what does He say? Do our lives reflect seeking Him first? Because guys, if, again, I'm going to be honest this morning, but if our lives are seeking Him first, putting Him first, then building His house has got to be in the equation. Building His church. His church is His kingdom expression here on earth. Like I get needing to be balanced with our time, but there's got to be something in us that wants to serve His church if we want to seek Him first. The two just don't meet up. If we're like, you know, I want to do my thing, but I don't want to build God's thing. Like I get balance, but guys, we've got to make sure we're seeking Him first and not just trying to bring God onto our plans. Seek Him first. Where is our vision at? Have we got sidetracked by other things? 
by other priorities. Man, I know the devastation that can come when we're sidetracked. I still very clearly remember my first car accident. And I'm a good car, I'm a good driver. I just maybe kind of still have the farm girl in me a little bit where I feel like wherever I'm driving, I'm in the tractor and I can just do what I want to do and people will be giggling if they've driven with me before because you know what I'm talking about. But I still remember my first car accident. I was just, just started driving and where I lived at the time, we were on a lifestyle block uh, up in the Thames Coronet Mandel Peninsula and where we lived was across a river, a, a ford. So we had to go over this ford to get to our lifestyle block and a ford is this piece of concrete that sits under a river with the river going on top of it. So you literally drove through the river to get to our home. And I was leaving one night to go out with some friends and as I was driving down our driveway, there was a gate just before the Ford. As I was driving towards uh, this gate, I decided to put my shoes on at the same time because I was running late. So I just had my shoes beside me and I thought, you know what, I'll just quickly put my shoes on. So I was distracted, not looking out, distracted by putting my shoes on. And as as the gate got closer, As I went to put my foot on the brake, I put it on the accelerator instead. And I went right through the, and you know what? It's just like the movies. I went right through that gate. The gate went right up over my car, completely wrote my car off. And then I was just trying to steer and trying to get my foot, but my shoe was there, trying to get my foot back on the brakes. And I just stopped the the car in time before crashing into this river and getting into our Ford. And I still remember braking there, all this water over the car going, oh my gosh, what just happened? And then going back to my dad and having to explain the car completely written off. He's like, how did that happen from here to the river? Why? How? You know, it happened because I was distracted. I did not have the right vision. I was not looking ahead where I needed to look. And church, I want to encourage us, everyone online today, I want to challenge us and stir us. Are we looking ahead? Are we looking where it really matters? Are we looking at the number one priority? Or have we got distracted, sidetracked? So we kind of think we're still on the same path, but have we got distracted from what really matters? What really matters is seeking God and His kingdom first, not getting distracted by all these other things. You know, because what we think we want and what is actually best for us can often be two very different things. We have to be so careful where we cast our eyes. Now, in the story of Joseph, and he was working for Potiphar as a servant, and Potiphar's wife started to take a fancy to Joseph. And Genesis 29 verse 7 says that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph. Longing eyes. And we know the story that Joseph fled from that situation But I really want to challenge us. Where are we casting our eyes? Are we casting our eyes longingly on things that are not ours to have? Are we casting our eyes where it's not God honouring? Where we need, again, to have that check and go, God, this isn't honouring you. So I need to be disciplined in where I'm casting my eyes 
We have to be so disciplined today because at the touch of a button, sexual content is there for us just to take in. Again, it breeds unhealthy thoughts. It breeds unhealthy relationships. At the click of a button, that stuff is there for us. Where are we casting our eyes? At the click of our button, fear is there to feed us. The media, it's just a stream of fear feeding our souls. This could happen and this is happening and so far reaching, so speculating. It's just there at the touch of a button. Products have been sold at us left, right and centre that, that again just feeds self and feeds greed. And again, please, I'm talking to myself here as well, so I pray we're all challenged. But where are we casting our eyes? Are we casting, fixing our eyes on the one that truly matters? Fixing our eyes on Jesus, seeking Him first and foremost. Because you know what? We've got to watch where we are casting our eyes. Watch where we are casting our eyes. We found out at an early age our son Zahn has a lazy eye. And the eye doctor said to us, to fix this eye, you've got to block the eye that has been activated for so long and get the lazy eye working again. So he has to patch his eye his good eye, to get the lazy eye working again. You know, prophetically today, I just feel like for some of us, our eye for God's word, our eye for God's ways, it's got lazy. It's got undeveloped. It's been undisciplined. And it's time to discipline that eye again, to cover the eye that you've fed, that you've cast longingly on things that aren't of God, to block that eye, to go, you know what, it's out. My laptop that's fed that stuff, it's out. Social media that's fed that stuff, I'm patching it, it's out. And I'm, I'm disciplining myself to feed that good eye again. At the, the beginning, it feels hard, it feels tough, it feels unrewarding, like what am I doing? But the more and more we feed this good eye, our spiritual eye, our spiritual discipline, the more we feed it, the stronger it gets. And the more we're filled with God and the more we're filled with His light. Come on, the more we're filled with His ways and His purposes and His authority in our lives. Mom, we've got to starve off what isn't right and fuel what is right. Is this making sense today? The second thing I want us to ask ourselves this morning is how expansive is our vision? How expansive is our vision? You know, studies are showing today that because we have so much screen time, it is affecting the health of our eye in a radical way. In East Asia, where screen use is particularly high, 90% of teens and young adults are short-sighted now. 90%. And experts are saying, we've got to get outside more. We've got to be exercising our distant vision in a greater way. You know, I just feel again, church, we've got to make sure that we get out of the stuff that's right in front of us all the time. Come on, the challenges, the things that are right there, again, what the media feeds us, what our friends are talking about, what our family's talking about, the stuff that we're being fed all the time. And we've got to get out of that and exercise our distant vision. Exercise what is God saying here? Am I seeing it how God sees? Exercise that faith again, those God dreams again. What is God calling us to? Come on, I don't just walk into walk into work, sorry 
celebrate and see all my friends around me and think, oh my gosh, I can't make a difference there. No, I see with my God eyes. I'm here for a purpose. I'm here for a reason. God has called me here. I'm here to be light. How are we seeing things? We're not seeing our marriages in ruins, but now I'm called to have the greatest marriage because of who my God is in the middle of this. So I see with my God eyes. I know my marriage in years to come is gonna be a light and example to many. How are we seeing? Are we seeing as God sees? Come on, we could see our city right now like, oh, woe is our city. But I believe the greatest days of the church are ahead of us. Revival is just around the corner. Exactly what our city needs is right here in the four walls of our church. And as we go out being the church, that we reach the world around us. Come on, how are we seeing? We've got to keep expanding, increasing our vision. Because what we see determines what we step into. The Israelites didn't step into the promised land because they just saw the challenge. They saw the giants. They saw the impossibilities. Joseph and Caleb, they saw what their God could do in the middle of it. What are we seeing? Can we see what God is calling us to? Well, we're gonna rise with a fresh authority, seeing as our God sees not what is going all around all around us, but seeing something far greater. And the last point, if I could have the team join me, please, is our, we've been corrected with our vision. Are we being corrected with our vision? Now, one of the things that I have with my vision is a stigma. And it's where the shape of my eye is bent in a certain way where it can't receive the light because of the shape that it's in. And you know what? I just feel like there can be stuff going on in us internally, stuff going on in our heart that affects what we see, that affects how we see. We see this at the beginning of creation. Genesis 3 goes like this. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the servant, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. And the serpent said, you will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman, when, when us to hear this, when the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom. She took some and ate it. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her and he also ate it. What she saw determined the actions that she took. And what she saw was poisoned because of the enemy's words. The enemy's words, did God really say? God had made it completely clear that if she took that fruit, it would lead to death. But that lie of the stinking enemy got into her heart and it affected what she saw. She no, she no longer saw it as the tree of life and death. She just saw it as being good to the eye. She was deceived and didn't see the whole truth. And you know what? There can be stuff that gets on the inside of us 
that affects how we see. And we're gonna have a moment of communion right now. And I just believe God is gonna come and do heart surgery. He's gonna come and highlight some things that we've just allowed to get in us that affects how we see. And I want us to have a really honest moment with God right now and you go, you know what, God? Is there stuff in me that's affecting what I see? Online, what is God challenging you about right now? Things that you have allowed to get into your heart that again is affecting how we see. 1 John 2 verse 11 says, But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Things like unforgiveness, relational stuff, hurt, disappointment, things that we've just allowed to get lodged into our spirit that we know are not God-honouring, those things affect how we see. And right now, God wants a moment where He comes and brings His healing touch. And I just, as we close, actually, as I read this, I'd love you to close your eyes and just take this in. Luke 11, the Passion Translation, says, the eyes of your spirit allow revelation light to enter into your being. When your heart is open, the light floods in. When your heart is hard, closed, the light cannot penetrate and the darkness takes its place. Open your heart and consider my words. Watch out that you do not mistake your opinions for revelation light. If your spirit burns with light, fully illuminated, with no trace of darkness, you will be a shining lamp, reflecting rays of truth by the way you live. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have any questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifeau.org.